What's up, Syracuse fans? It's Wednesday. Brian Klein, Matt Bonaparte with you, and we have a very big news day for you, and that is Syracuse football has a new schedule forever and always. The ACC going to the 3-5-5 model. What does that mean for the Orange? We're going to tell you right here on Locked on Syracuse. Let's do it. Our Locked on Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone? It's Locked On Syracuse. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, your first listen every day. I'm Brad Klein. He's Matt Bonaparte. And Bones, it's a day that we knew was coming, but it's finally here. The ACC is going to the 3-5-5 model, and instead of the typical playing your division, whatever, no. Now it's going to be you have three permanent opponents, and the other 10 teams you face twice, once at home, once on the road, over a four-year span, and I think it's a big sigh of relief because Syracuse was stuck in the division with Clemson every year, and that was just an automatic loss. Plus, they had played Louisville on the road a bunch recently, and I think it got a lot of Syracuse fans thinking, hey, this doesn't seem really fair, but finally it's here. Yeah, finally it's here, and of course, I think the first thing that come to a lot of people's minds, mine especially, is maybe with Syracuse still pretty new to the ACC in the grand scheme of things, finally gives them an opportunity to maybe build some kind of rivalry. Uh, Now you have three teams that you're going to play every single year in Pitt, um, BC, and FSU. FSU a little bit shaky to me. I kind of wish it was Virginia Tech instead, but whatever. Um, You've got a rivalry, or you've got a potential rivalry with Pitt, BC, and FSU. So you actually have a chance to build something uh, in terms of a matchup rather than just playing random teams every year in your your division. Yeah, so again, just to reiterate, divisions are out. I love that for the ACC. Actually, before Bones joined the pods, the pre-Bones era, I was talking about this as a rumor and as a substantiated rumor too. And you can go back and check out the podcast where, again, free and available wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube as well. And the funny thing is, I actually think it's great for the ACC as a whole. We'll get to what it means for Syracuse in a second. Obviously, the rivalries are important, and I think, I mean, Florida State maybe, but you're looking at Pittsburgh and Boston College as the two that I'm really looking at as the elevated opponents for a potential rivalry, and that's something that Syracuse football has been looking for for years at this point. Okay, Yeah, and really exciting. But for the ECC, it's huge because now you have a better chance to get two into the college football playoff. And that's what it's all about, right? It's about the college football playoff. The ACC did not make this decision with Syracuse in mind. They made this decision thinking, okay, the college football playoff is probably going to either eight or 12 teams soon. We have to be ready for that. So in that we want the ACC to be, if you get to the ACC championship, you're in the college football playoff. The ACC championship being the automatic bid. And then if you're the runner up, you're basically in. I think that's what's going to end up happening. Yeah, I mean, they also, you had the problem of Clemson just winning every single year and being in the championship game every single year. So it also provides 
potential parity in that sense and that now it's just whichever two teams have uh, by conference with the highest winning percentage um, or by conference win percentage. So that's pretty exciting as well. Um, you're going to see maybe the Wake Forests of the world get a chance again to, uh, to to try and make their mark once again like they did last year. Pitt as well with a yep. great season last year. Clemson doesn't necessarily have to be a fish out of water in terms of talent level in the ACC now. I love that from Bones talking about parody with the Yankees hat on. If you're listening on Spotify <laughs> or Apple Podcasts, we're both wearing hats. We're wearing a Syracuse hat because, you know, locked on Syracuse. Bones is wearing and we're both wearing hats. Miserable hair day for both of us. Yeah, it don't is a miserable hair day. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't take it off. You don't want to do I'm that not, to yourself. Wasn't even I'm thinking not going to follow it. suit. Good. It's not coming off. There's nothing that you or anyone else can do about it. Uh, it's staying. I'm not really a hat guy. Used to be a big hat guy, but uh, not anymore, except for today. So, okay. Bones talking about parody makes a lot of sense. For Syracuse specifically, you mentioned the rivalries. Pittsburgh, Boston College, Florida State. Those are the permanent opponents. Makes a lot of sense. I actually think Florida State isn't that out of place. I mean, both teams are kind of in the corner of opposite corners, obviously, of the ACC. So you're going to be flying either way. So just send them down to FSU. I get it. For Virginia Tech, you mentioned as a more reasonable opponent. Well, they have more reasonable opponents for their permanent. Like you have Virginia, for example, and that's that's going to be a staple, of course. So I get it. Uh, for Syracuse, Pittsburgh and Boston College, before this change with divisions, they were the two closest teams, I think, to a rivalry anyway. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, obviously, being in the Northeast, there, there's that. So, yeah, I mean, and Pitt is kind of the team <clears throat> people point to as SU's rival outside of like Georgetown. Um, because you know they have the most history, yep. and they also are the only other team that plays football. If you want to say Duke, I don't even know where you're at these days because Duke does not care about Syracuse. Um, so I think Pitt and NBC, like you said, are, are definitely without even without this, we're the closest thing. Yes, you had to rival, but that's why I think it's so good is because now they actually get a chance to kind of solidify that you're going to play every single season without fail. Uh, I think that's pretty fun. We're talking about the ACC going away with their football divisions, and Syracuse is drawing Florida State, Pittsburgh, and excuse me, Boston College as their permanent opponents. The three-five-five model dictates that you go everywhere, you travel everywhere in a four-year span, and you play every team in a four-year span. The ten other teams home and home over those four years. I like that. I actually think, and I think it might be a little strange to think about. But I do believe that this is true. This is big for Syracuse recruiting. And you might think that's strange because the entire ACC is doing this, not just Syracuse. But oftentimes, this is not a secret, Syracuse is competing for recruits against other conferences. I'll take, I mean, even a school like Buffalo, for example, out of the Power Five, but still a, a very legitimate program Syracuse is going for those guys that Buffalo is well now if you're Syracuse you have the ability to say hey you're going to go everywhere and the ACC is not a confined conference we're going to travel and that's cool and also don't forget what we were talking about with Steve Linton's high school coach go check out that podcast he said that Syracuse got the edge over other schools that Linton was looking at because he was going to travel to his quote-unquote hometown area right down in Georgia, see Georgia Tech, whatever. 
And that's going to be big because now the Lintons of the world will be catered to not just in Georgia, but pretty much up and down the eastern seaboard. Yeah, Um, I do think it helps everybody in the ACC. But to your point about competing with teams in other conferences, it just helps the fact like the, the, the ACC argument gets even better. Sure. That that angle of recruiting gets even stronger now uh, with <clears throat> being able to say you're going to play all these teams. You're going to see everybody. Also, for the fan experience, I think it's pretty exciting because fans, like you said, Brad, it gets kind of uh, boring when you're going to Louisville and getting smashed every single year. So, well, they lose uh, you 30 just, nothing to Lu- 30 nothing to Louisville two years ago, and then last year it was like 41 3. 3. I should know. I was there. It was miserable oh my yeah. gosh and 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 i'm not saying that syracuse would have won or would have been particularly close in the dome but you're just you're 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 there and you're taking the beating the 41 to 3 beating and you're thinking why are we here again <laughs> yeah. why do we have to endure this again so yeah it, it makes a lot of sense totally um but you know you also get to see you're gonna be able to see like new teams whatever i mean playing UNC a couple years ago at Chapel Hill was pretty fun. I mean, yeah. it was the COVID year, so things were a little bit different, but it was exciting just to getting to go down there, seeing new faces on other teams and getting to know their stories uh, and you play against different competitions. So um, totally exciting. And again, like I, just to bring it back, I love the aspect of the play or the, the playoff that it now brings and, uh, the ACC championship game that it brings where it's a lot more open-ended. Clemson doesn't have to just beat up on its division and know it's going to be there. They have to play everybody. I think we lost Brad Klein here. Um, hopefully we'll get him back soon. But while he's gone, I will read uh, from our first sponsor of the day. Oh, nope, Brad's back. I'm Brad, back. You went, oh you were gone. I was gone, gone and I was there. running. Running with Rock Auto. So I was talking to myself <laughs> about Rock Auto. Let me you bring were. it to you about Rock Auto. Bones, I ask you while I while I have you here, why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? You save time and money when you use Rock Auto. For example, my father drives a Honda Odyssey, the fuel pump, $353 from a chain store, just $216 from rock auto rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or your truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you it's locked on syracuse matt bonaparte and brad klein still with you here on your wednesday episode okay so we're talking about uh, the ACC's new look in terms of scheduling the three-five-five. Honestly, when I read it, I thought they were talking about the Syracuse's three-three-five defense. Um, but they're doing the new three-five-five schedule. Um, here's my question that I want to pose now, Brad: Is you look at Syracuse's three teams in BC, Florida State, and Pitt? Let's think about how good Syracuse is compared to those three teams. Sure. How good are they going to be in the next couple of seasons compared to those three teams? I know the first thing that comes to my head is that <clears throat> at least two of those teams, Pitt and BC, had really, really good quarterbacks last year. Phil Yurkovic ended up going down with injury, but he's coming back this season strong. Kenny Pickett obviously off to bigger and better things in the NFL, but 
that's one thing those teams have that Syracuse objectively didn't. Um, and also Pitt, Pitt's probably going to have a down year, I'd say, without Pickett. Uh, and you also lose Jordan Addison. Um, so there's that. But they're still a darn good team, and I, I like what Pat Narduzzi does there, even though a lot of people call him mediocre, which he, the records have been in recent seasons. I still think he's a solid coach. Um, and BC, I mean, they're getting it done. Phil Yurkovic's a really good quarterback, and, and they're they're churning out offensive linemen too and Zion Johnson. So what do you think about that, Brad? I think I'm not afraid to say this. I'm saying it tentatively. He's not scared. Syracuse doesn't have Clemson in their three. That's huge. That is is massive. massive. That's pretty much the only thing that you can ask for. Just get away from Clemson and the rest will figure itself out. And you're going to play Clemson, but not every year. Right. So I think Syracuse has the toughest three without Clemson for all the teams that does not have to play Clemson. I think Syracuse has the toughest draw. Now, it's a it's a first-world problem because you don't have Clemson, so you can't really be that upset about what Syracuse gets, and I don't think it's extremely surprising uh, by the three opponents either. But I do think, like, Pittsburgh is a really good program. I think Pat Narduzzi is an excellent coach, and sure, you lose Kenny Pickett. Yeah, you lose Jordan Addison almost inexplicably, but they'll be back. I, I'm, I am exponentially more confident in Narduzzi's ability to rebuild than Dino Babers' ability to continue the build that he's been on, even with Sean Tucker, even with Carlos Del Rio Wilson. They're doing some good things, and the recruiting trail has been a little bit more kind, but I think Narduzzi has a chance to really turn it around. You know why? Because the proof is in the pudding. Because Kenny Pickett's a first-round pick. Because Jordan Addison is arguably the best offensive player in the nation. He's a Heisman candidate. So why would you go to Syracuse over Pittsburgh? I don't understand. And Boston College has a lot of that same mojo, too, and a lot of that same proof in the pudding as well. Florida State beat Syracuse in a heartbreak year. I don't think Syracuse is better than any of these teams. So uh, you say that, and now I'm, I was looking at it. See if I can get on the screen here. Uh, there it is. Um, you, I'm looking at it. I think Clemson, I mean, first of all, I think arguably NC State has a tougher one with Clemson and UNC in there. No, no, I'm saying really, really I'm good saying that Syracuse has the toughest draw for any team that does not have to play Clemson. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't pick up that part. I just took your first half and ran with it. Um, but anyway, looking at Clemson's now, they kind of, I mean, other than NC State, like, FSU has been weak. Georgia tech has been pretty weak. Like that's a pretty luck, like easy draw for the best team in the conference unequivocally. Right. You kind of feel like Florida state's going to bounce back eventually. Cause they're, Florida yeah, but we state felt like that since James Winston left. I like, get it. I get it. I how get long it. is that going to be? You're completely right. They're not very good. I think they're better than Syracuse, but I do think that program is a ticking time bomb for the better. Like eventually that's going to, that's going to happen, you know. So there's there's certainly more of a reason for Florida State to be relevant down the road than for Syracuse to be relevant down the road. Put it that way. That's true, um, but I but I do think that Syracuse is getting better. Um, but I, I mean, also do you, you, know, do you think that they're better than any? I mean, when you look at their three opponents, no, Florida State, Boston College, Pittsburgh. Can you look at that and say, yeah, there's a win right there? No, you can't. 
Florida State, I think, is kind of a toss-up because they really should have won in Tallahassee last year. You were there. Okay, in that but game. they should have absolutely should have won last that year game. too. You can make that. But argument. no, I'm not. It I'm didn't. not saying they're better. I'm just saying it's a toss-up. Like it's it's a lot right. closer than I think you're giving let's, credit. Let's put this back up. Now I will say what I just said. You can't see a win against Boston College, Florida State, or Pittsburgh virtually automatically. Um, sure, but I, I'm all but, I'm but saying is fair, I think you're not even with Syracuse the divisions. Even with the divisions, that wasn't true. And Syracuse is is one of the worst teams in the conference. So with w- whatever format you're using, it, it, you're not going to have an automatic win. You, you are the automatic I'm not, win. I'm not saying that. I know. Uh, all I was saying is that I think you're not giving SU against FSU enough credit. I think it's a lot more of a toss-up than you think. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, but I do think they're trending upwards. What else I was going to say is that this, along with the fact that ACC football has just been better recently, I think the ACC is starting to trend upwards in terms of Power 5 programs, or Power 5 conferences, excuse me. Um, I don't know necessarily that they're up there with the Big Ten or anything, but they're getting better because a couple, like a few years ago when it was such a top-heavy conference, and I'm not saying it's not now, it definitely is in a way, but there are a lot more teams that are a lot better. Like NC state wasn't great a few years ago. Louisville didn't have a potential uh, NFL quarterback before Lamar Jackson, like those kinds of things. Like it's things are going up in ACC football, uh, which I think is a really great thing to see. I agree. I do think you need the Pittsburgh's of the world to stay good. And we both agree. You're right. Totally. Like Wake Forest was huge for the ACC last year. Absolutely. And, NC State and, was as well. UNC was a letdown. And UNC should have been a lot better than they were last year. I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't know. I do think that by default, the ACC will be perceived as a better Power 5 football conference when, and we mentioned it before, automatic top two teams in the conference go to the championship. No more division, whatever, division versus division in the championship game. It's just... Who are the best two teams in the conference, which I like, and that's going to help when when the college football playoff expands. It's going to happen eventually, maybe five, six years down the road, but it's going to happen, and the ACC is positioning themselves for that. So when that happens, regardless of if Pittsburgh is still good or if those middle-of-the-pack ACC teams can promote themselves to uh, top-of-the-line ACC teams, because that's what you're really asking, that is going to look better when you have two in the college football playoff. And if you want to bet on ACC football when the time comes, maybe betonline.net is your answer. It is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info, after all. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports events, uh, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, Bones, I I have an interesting point to raise, and I'm I'm not going to take credit for it blindly here because I think, and, and so we're recording this on a Tuesday afternoon. And it's funny because my uncle is a big fan of the pod. 
big fan of the program. And he contests, he just texted me, he contests that Florida State was a miss on the ACC's part. And not because he wanted Virginia Tech, he wanted a Big East renewal with Miami. If you're going down to Florida anyway, go get Miami. How do you feel about that, courtesy of Uncle Mike? I I think he's got a point there, but I think where the ACC are coming from is that Florida State is the team that they've played recently a bunch. Sure. You know, they don't play Miami every year under the divisional guidelines. So Florida State is the team that they went with because they're familiar to Syracuse fans. They've seen them all the time. I remember them destroying DeAndre Francois on the Dome in 2018. <laughs> um, that was a sad game for the Seminoles. But I do see where he's coming from. They had a chance to do that, but I also think that the ACC doesn't care and they're not going to sit there and be like, let's go help out the Big East and try and get them some sure. glory here in the old Big East. I don't think they <laughs> care at all whatsoever. Um, and I also don't think that Syracuse is a big enough program to the point where they're going to be like, let's cater to Syracuse here and do whatever they want. I don't think they care at all. Um, so could they have done that? Sure. But I mean, and, and especially they could have done that because they kind of did it for Miami in a way because they gave him BC and they gave him Louisville. But they also kind of had to give them Florida State, right? Yeah. Because that's that's the in-state rivalry. So what were you going to do? Take out Louisville? I mean, they're the better team. Who wants to play No, no. It's a good idea, Uncle Mike. Good idea. But I agree with you, Bones. And also, I like the ACC doesn't owe the Big East anything. It's just the only reason that they would have to do that is to promote a rivalry and promote friction. So that's what I was going to say. The only reason they do that is because it would look – Fans would enjoy it, but I don't think. And Syracuse, Miami used to have a little stuff to it, but I don't know if that really lives. I don't think no, if it definitely Syracuse has not played Miami for the twenty first century. No, if Syracuse played Miami as a regular opponent, I don't think people on the hill would be like, "Oh, the Hurricanes are coming to the dome." It would just be like, "Oh, another team that's probably going to beat us." So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's uh, necessarily a factor. I do believe that. Florida State was the best uh, third wheel, a third opponent, I guess, if you had to pick three. Syracuse is one of those teams that they just don't have. And we'll pull the schedule back up for the YouTube viewers. There are other teams that have – it just makes a lot more sense for geographically, like North Carolina is playing Duke, obviously, NC State, obviously. And you want to throw in Virginia not far. But Syracuse is the most – one of the most inconveniently located schools in the conference. You can make the argument – that they are the most inconveniently located school in the conference. So they're here now, and this is what they get. I don't think I really have a problem with it. No, I don't have a problem with it. I'm actually excited for the next few years to see how these kinds of things turn out. And I think that Syracuse could – yeah, absolutely. And I think the ACC probably had the thought to do this for a while – and I'm glad that they pro- finally pulled the trigger because the old thing, I mean, it just didn't make sense with Clemson just being a bully for so many years and Dabo Sweeney's team just annihilating teams, even though last year wasn't really the case. So uh, very exciting, though, nonetheless, and I'm um, excited for what the future holds. We appreciate you making Locked on Syracuse your first listen every day. Now we encourage you to go make your second listen, Locked on ACC. Get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC that second listen with Candace Cooper every day. The local experts on Locked on take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Let make Locked on ACC your second listen. Again, that's Locked on ACC. Bones and Brad, we are back tomorrow with a very special guest. 
That's your tease, your little taste. Stay tuned, and we'll be back tomorrow.